This is Design Huddle, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs and professionals looking to level up in their design career. Each week, myself, Brandon Gross, a designer and digital strategist, and Ryan Warner, a UX designer, step inside the minds of the most creative people on the planet. This podcast touches a variety of disciplines ranging from design, digital strategy, user experience, and social media. Our goal here is to educate by striking a balance between practical and creative advice. So if you like storytelling, funny commentary, and learning how to level up in your design career and get hired, subscribe to Design Huddle and join the fam. Thanks for listening. Now let's huddle. Howdy doody, everybody. Welcome back to Design Huddle. We have an amazing topic today because this shit is actually really relevant. And I know every single one of you, if not all of you, have heard if you guys are even remotely have an internet connection, we're going to talk about the very cool looking but mysterious trend, pneumorphism. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And yes, that's how you say it. All right, guys, um, me and Ryan were Googling for about like 30 minutes to make sure we pronounce these things correctly um, because people like to make things complicated. Uh, these words are like four syllables each. Anyway, so we're excited about this because not only does it look really cool, but what we're going to get into is we're going to talk about what it is, why it's super popular, some problems with it, and then our general opinions on this sleek, buttery, dribble-filled or I don't even know. Very popular dribble. Yeah, it's sweeping the internet style. by storm. Yeah, you got people trying to like redesign Apple's iOS 14 um, in this exact style. But if you guys are not familiar, definitely just pop this into uh, your Google search while you're uh, listening to us. All right. So, Ryan, what is, or you can have me do it, <laughs> what is pneumorphism? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, again, I've, I've seen this before. I, I'm not an expert in this, but I have, now that I've like been reading about it for quite a bit, I, I, I've seen it, I've interacted with it and I think I get it. But, um, so really what it is, is it's a new UI trend that combines, um, basically using a digital interface and making it use elements that feel more real. So a good way of thinking of this is like a button that almost has like more depth to it. And it feels like when you press the button that the button is actually because like, it looks like it's been pressed in. So, uh, Brendan, help me out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You can, <laughs> tell, you can tell like this is no, a little ba- bit of a newer, a newer topic for me. So I'm just trying to like wrap my head around it. But the biggest thing that I'll say is it's a type of UI. It's a UI trend right now that is using real world elements uh to make it feel more uh like things in the real world yeah so in new morphism it's basically a new generation of uh skeomorphism guys 
if yes, I did actually have a lot of trouble with that word because I know a lot of the design elitists on here who's like probably flipped y'all's hair and was like, I can't believe he just said that. He said it wrong. This is probably one of the biggest things or biggest uh, pet peeves I have with the design elitism is like they, yeah, they, they just make it so complicated. So complicated. Just like so basically for the definitions, for those of you guys who are also like, what the fuck is that three syllable word? Skeomorphism is the usage in design of trying to bring real life texture, real life um, objects into the digital world. So, for example, you guys remember the first uh versions of iphone when you open the notepad application that shit was legitimately designed to look like a real life notepad that was stitched together a leather notepad so that's uh skeomorphism neomorphism is now trying to replicate that but with a sense of flat design so now you have like a nice use of real life shadows so it's like flat design but with a a lot more shadow usage now that just google it you'll you'll understand um just so you guys have a visual it also uses like these like uh so it's a combination of like adding depth and then it also the colors tend to be that i've seen tend to be using um a lot of uh like either in like a lot of whites or a lot of uh like blacks and grays in dark mode and then very vibrant colors uh for the like main indicators like i'm looking at an interface now that is like pretty much all white and then the main uh stat is 25 percent, and it's like orange yeah this brendan i'm str- <laughs> i'm struggling with this topic here dude this is like I, yeah ryan like, was like i, I don't even know like, no. what's going on we have like designers not even know well, i mean happening. like for, for me this 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 just reeks of a interesting design trend but they're trying to do too much for me it's just over complicating design like design is not meant to have you know like it looks like everything's a button like everything on the page looks like a button which is very misleading for users like there's a reason that call to actions have been used for so long on the web there's a reason that flat ui is so popular it's because it's minimal it's not distracting it makes it very easy for users to find what they're looking for and complete a task. Like I keep looking at these interfaces and it's just blowing my mind that this is like a popular trend. It's so confusing. Like everything feels like it's pressed in, but not pressed in. And like, I guess I get why people like it. Cause it's visually like it's, it's, it's interesting it like and it's butter. different, but I, I, I have to be honest. I do not think this trend will stay along for a while. Uh, the reason that I don't think this will stay around is this has to take exponentially more time than doing a traditional, like, you know, mock-up. These mock-ups take a lot more time. I could be wrong. So if you are an expert uh, designer using this methodology, uh, neomorphism, please reach out to us. I'd love to talk to you and pick your brain because this is uh, kind of blowing my mind right now. Yeah, it just looks cool. And and that's what kind of leads us. First of all, the person who coined this uh, neomorphism is Jason Kelly. And uh, the person who actually wrote about this and really kind of dogged it on uh, Medium or UX.cc, if you guys uh, not listen to it, read it on the Internet by Michael or Mikael. Sorry about pronouncing names. Um, <laughs> Mikael Mal- Malewitz. Do you know, how- Ryan, you're a Medium guy. Do you know this person who, who writes on UXDesign.cc? I don't. 
No? Okay, well. I don't. Anyway, I don't, we're going we're gonna to link uh, to that in the... De- I follow a lot. Looks- yeah, because I know you're, you're quite the writer. But um, we'll put the link to this in the description, guys. But basically, Michael refers to this as the zombie trend, something that's not really dying, and there's really no use for it. Because even though it does look very nice, very, like, new age... You know, it's not user-friendly. A lot of the people who do have vision problems can't even see, like, where things end and where things start. So there's a lot of accessibility challenges with this. Um, and so that really leaves us to – that's the main big problem. It's not yeah, uh, I think user-friendly. That, 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 that's, that's, that's the thing. The UI looks good. The UX is terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, it just looks really nice. It's just really well done done graphic design but is it usable probably not but something that if you guys want to actually play with this because to be honest it is kind of fascinating just because we are doing this there is a really cool uh generator so you guys can play with it so you don't really need to design anything but you can see how exactly pneumorphism um applies check out pneumorphism.io it's a generator by what's this guy's name chris Coyier. these guys have such interesting names man like i i complain when people can't say my last name i'm like it's gross as in nasty but you know th- this is like some you got some pretentious last names uh <laughs> Coyier out here sounding like caviar and i'm trying not to curse ryan okay i i almost did and didn't all right um <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about what it is, where it really came from. It came from this, uh, you know, skeomorphism and flat design mixed together. We talked about the problems and, you know, the reason. Okay, let's talk about why or why not to use this thing. I have some reasons as to why you could and really why you shouldn't be using this. It, it's obviously um, why you should is to it's something to explore in terms of your design technique, right? So it might not be something to shoot out into a live project, but in terms of trying something new artistically or uh, design technically, like there's always skills that in visualizing something that you can learn from it. Uh, But from a UX and when we're actually talking about product design and actually bettering a product for the customer who's using it, eh, I'm not too sure. I mean, what do you feel, Ryan? Would you say about the same? Yeah, I, I, my biggest thing is I just don't think, you know, flat UI, flat design, minimal design has always been my favorite because I, I don't, I, as a UX designer, I believe that digital interfaces sole purpose is to solve problems. So I just, for me, it feels like it's overcomplicating it. I don't, I just don't think it's a replacement for flat design. This just reeks just like another cool trend that looks visually cool, but then if you start testing it, it doesn't perform well at all. I would also encourage anybody that has the time, it would be very interesting to have two different, uh, like A-B testing this. So create just normal flat UI and then a uh, neomorphism design and then letting users have a goal of like, I don't know, buying a pair of shoes and seeing which one, which experience is better and just kind of getting some real user feedback on and comparing them, you know, basically this new school design versus a little bit more old school design and seeing which one does better. I think the one thing that I get is it certain designs I've seen, they look really cool. Like they look like it's different, right? Like the web, the web has evolved from 
just being hyperlinks to hyperlinks and images to being, you know, tables, hyperlinks and images to adding in video. So it, it advances. And it, part of this, the web being this, you know, fluid, you know, um, system, there's always going to be new changes. It's always, it's always important to try to, to have new design trends to stand out. And I so the, the thing that I like about this is it's challenging the way we think. It's thinking about new ways, um, new visual ideas that could potentially help people create better websites. Um, but at the end of the day, my opinion is that this is just nothing more than a 2020 design trend that'll lose steam after the interfaces get low engagement and poor, uh, like... UXR results. So, um, yeah, but I mean, uh, listen, I, I, I've seen this. I'm glad I know what it is. Brendan kind of spent a lot of time bringing me up to speed on this. I think it's, it's worth looking into, but if you're a new designer, I wouldn't recommend starting here. I would definitely recommend, uh, designing an interface with like using more flat design or material design. Um, I think those are just a little bit more that the design systems are fully flushed out. This feels super random to me. And I think my biggest pet peeve after looking at a ton of these um, over the past uh, you know, hour is everything feels like a button. I can't get past it. It's like everything, the depth is cool, but it's like I, everything on the page feels like a button. And I think that's overwhelming. And as Brendan mentioned, from an accessibility standpoint, I could see this being a major issue. Yeah, your grandma or your grandpa's going to end up giving somebody like, <laughs> the wrong thing and putting it somewhere. They're gonna be like, "Grand baby, what do I, where do I put my information?" She's gonna end up putting her social security number for her name. Oh god. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Let's not have the elderly give out their social security. So that's it for pneumorphism, guys. That is what it is, where it came from, and its history. Yeah, we'll, we're going to do a refresh of this episode after we learn more, but the, the, literally the design trend might be dead by then. So we wanted to get this episode in here to get our, our gut reaction. This episode is very rough around the edges, but it's more of a reaction podcast than giving you like tips on how to be the best neuomorphism designer ever. So Brendan, thanks for, thanks for dropping some knowledge on me, though. I, I, it's always good to learn something new. Always. All right, guys. So that is it for today's design huddle, and we will see you guys next Monday. All right, take it easy. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in, and please feel free to share this episode.